She needs to put some... <laughs> <laughs> Sober Connor, enjoy all of this. <laughs> I imagine like Sober Connor right now, just like taking his glasses off. He's just kind of like rubbing his temples and it's just like, you know, I don't get paid enough for this. I don't get paid at all for this. You get paid zero dollars, except for maybe the two dollars you get whenever someone buys a t-shirt. <laughs> Is it worth it, Sober Connor? <laughs> Do you love this shit? <laughs> Is that our opener? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Hey everyone. It's been a minute, but we're back. The the time between the last episode and this episode might not be quite as long, but it probably is because uh I won't be able to edit this uh next weekend. So it might it might take a minute. Yeah. But even before that, it's just, it's been taking me a little bit longer than I, I would like to, to edit these episodes. But, you know, that just gives you guys more time to, I don't know, get caught up. Listen to your favorite episodes again, if you have any. I don't know why you would, but if episode you Episode six is everybody's favorite and everybody knows that. <laughs> Yeah, episode six when we exchanged our clout tokens for good content. But, um, yeah. So, you know, just be, just be patient and we will, we will churn out the shitty, the shitty content that you love. And have never asked for. <laughs> no, I, I don't think a single person has asked for or wanted this. But by golly, do we just give it to you anyway? Uh, horny old man, please, please, please dismiss. <laughs> no, no, no. You're not needed here. <laughs> We're gonna let that one slide. Kyle with a man, what you drinking? What you drinking? Uh, well, well, Connor. Well, Cyberwolf1201. I am drinking, uh, what, no Vax, you can't have this. Um, uh, I am drinking what is, uh, been dubbed as, uh, Diet Dummy Juice Royal. Uh, this is created by uh, EJ the Gray. Uh, and it is Vanilla Orange Coke Zero, okay? And Crown Royal. And it's, uh, you know, it's something. Yeah. It's a drink. It's alcohol. So, I've had a few of these since 5 p.m. Uh, same hat. Because what I am currently drinking is, uh, well, it's not quite as royal. This is not uh, on a five, the royal. <laughs> this is a uh, ginger lime diet coke with lime gin. Oh, oh, you're citrusy. Ooh, you are not gonna get scurvy. Ooh. Yes, because uh, getting your your citrus from diet coke and gin that that little splash of lime flavor that's definitely how you're supposed to get your uh vitamin c look if the pirates have known about that they would have been all over that shit you were like the pirate innovator of alcohol that's me <laughs> uh, connor let's do the shit that we always do and start by talking about 
the shit we play. So, what the fuck has happened in between now and last time? So, I am only on one RPG show right now. Mm. So, I know you are you are involved in significantly more than I am right now. Uh, yeah, probably to my detriment, considering that um, this summer semester coming up is my uh, last semester before I graduate, and my, yeah, yes, thank you, thank you, Uh, but my graduation is contingent on me passing uh, my exams that I need to study for, my big exam, Um, so uh, instead of, you know, devoting more time to study for my exams, I'm devoting more time to play uh, tabletop games with people on the internet, and in, in real life, so, you know, I am uh, really good at the priorities thing. <laughs> what do I have going on right now? So, um, I think last time that we talked, we were going to have a finale of sorts for Alas for the Awful Sea. However, things didn't pan out with real life, and, uh, of course, our wonderful MC Summer, had uh, a sweet, precious baby. Yay! Yay! So, uh, who is just absolutely adorable. Uh, just a very cute little bib. Um, so, you know, she's wisely enough taking a break. Yeah. Um, so we will come back at some point, um, and see if we ever get the fuck off of Marigold. Who knows? <laughs> but I, I, I think I think it's about time, considering that the town is half destroyed. So, um, that's not all that. Um, the other one that I am in that is currently in the process of being run at the moment is, uh, Monster Hearts. Uh, playing game Monster Hearts, uh, which if you guys remember, I play, uh, Violet, who is a werewolf. I will. Um, Okay. You're going to have to refresh my memory. Do you remember the last thing I talked about in regards to that campaign? You fucked two people in the same day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, I'd be you're, fu- you're two for two. Sorry. Yes. Okay. So the streak has not been continued. However, some other shit has been going down. Uh, basically to uh, kind of tell this as con- concisely as possible, um, considering that Monster Hearts is full of threads and shit. So actually, um, actually, I do want to interject. Oh? I'm very excited for this conversation because, let me pull up the receipts. Okay. Get, get, that, get, get the receipts. Get that CBS receipt. Tuesday at 10.22 p.m., Kylan texted me saying, I can't wait to tell you what happened to Violet tonight. To which I responded, oh, whoa. <laughs> to which Kylan responded, more like, awu. <laughs> because awu indeed. So, yeah, so kind of the last time um, that we talked about this, um, Violet and Gaia, who is Pro Starter's character, kind of basically made a pact together that um, if she would kind of like keep a 
lookout and like the forest around campus for like weird shit. Um, they in turn would let Violet know more about werewolves because she doesn't know anything about them because she was basically bitten and then whoever did the biting just yeeted off. So, uh, she is literally a lone wolf. A one-man wolf pack. (laughs) (laughs) So, that was, uh, the agreement. So, um, yeah, so Violet, um, was able to get into contact with Dee again, got those weird, some weird hair that Dee found at the president of the college's house, and was like, hmm, I would like to, uh, what is it? I forget what it's called in this game. I think it's like Gaze into the Abyss. It, it's basically when you roll your weird stat and you kind of like see spooky supernatural stuff. Um, so yeah, I was like, hmm, let me sniff these hairs and, and gaze into the Abyss and see if I can find out shit about them. Sniffing. So, that goes well. Uh, because it, as she does, she, she sees, like, some sort of creature, but as she does, like, this vision that she's getting, it's invoking all of the feelings of the night whenever she was first turned, which is a lot of anger, a lot of confusion, a lot of fear, um, you know, lots of almost, like, animal-like feelings. So, she, uh, wakes up from this vision on her bed on her bed, and then, like, her, like, sheets have been, like, scratched to shit, (laughs) and she's, uh, you know, starting to become a little more feral, and she's like, ah, shit, let me go run around the woods and break shit to blow off steam, you know, as one would do. Right. A perfectly normal coping mechanism. So, uh, our friend Gaia, who has been hexed. Violet's also been hexed, but we'll get to that. Uh, so Gaia has been hexed by uh, our witch, Riley, to basically see evil shit. Like, um, anytime they look out in nature, like the weird, demonic, threatening shit. So they go to their little throne room, and they're f- bugging out. <laughs> and then they're they're like, I'm calling a meeting, all the nature, get in my fucking throne room, is basically uh, the vibe that was conveyed. And of course, Violet's running around out in the woods, so she's like, ah, shit, better go, better go to the fucking meeting. (laughs) So, while she's getting over there, guys flipping their lid, and then, I'm sorry, Vax just did a big jump. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Like, he was on the floor, and then he was up on the chair. He was on the floor. (laughs) Rolling on the floor, loving myself. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. uh, Right. So, uh, guys flipping the fuck out. And then, uh, this NPC, whose name is Kendrick, um, their connection is they are like Cygnus's, who is the unicorn's like 
it's silly. The program is called Branch Buddies. Um, it's basically the person that's supposed to show you around campus to, for all of the foreign exchange student, international students. But like, the this dude is like, uh, not that smart, because they're like, oh, I bet you don't know anything about this. And Cygnus is like, I'm from the UK. <laughs> I'm, I, I know what, what you're talking about. Anyway, and they also have, like, white people dreads and smoke a lot of weed. So that's the, <laughs> that, that stage for you. So basically, they come in and they're like, hey, man, yo, Gaia, what's up? Because they work for Gaia. Um, yeah, and then guy just kind of, like, goes ballistic and takes their shillelagh and starts beating this guy's face in. <gasps> like, straight up beating this guy's face in. <gasps> um, <laughs> Leshies, man, they're fun. Because uh, they have this a very interesting god complex about them. Yeah, so Violet arrives. Um... She's already starting to look a little feral. Like she, she's got her her fangs are a little longer, her nails are a little longer because she's all stressed out. Uh, comes up and sees this dude's face being bashed in a little too late, and it's just like, "Hey, snap the fuck out of it!" And her solution to everything is just like a little bit of violence, just just a teeny bit. So, like, she's, like, trying to, like, dig her nails in the guy to get them to, like, you know, chill the fuck out. But, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if, how much I discussed this last time, but Violet was hexed, um, also by Riley, to not be able to harm anyone. And then there was a weird side effect to the spell that any time she tried to harm someone, it would end up harming her. So... Imagine, if you will, uh, digging your nails into someone, and then your arm starts bleeding. Uh, and she's just like, yo, what the fuck? Did you do this? And guy's like, I didn't do that. Here, let me try and heal your wounds. But before that happens, someone walks in the fucking throne room. And it's the fucking president of the university. Uh, president Verde. And we're just like, what the fuck? And this dude's like, hmm, yeah, you guys have been, uh, hexed, it looks like. And we're like, how the fuck do you know that? What the fuck are you? And he's like, I don't care. I don't have time to explain to you peasants. Um, so, uh, I can remove that hex from you. Just, uh, do me a favor and not fuck around with my shit. Uh, because one of the other characters, uh, another character that Violet also slept with was kind of like fucking around with the president shit and being a little nosy and Violet and Guy were also get, kind of getting in on that. And Violet's just like, you know, like, hey, get the shit off of me, but like doesn't really say yes or no either way because she's kind of like in uh, fight or flight animal mode. I also failed my uh, keep your cool role, so that didn't help. Uh, and Gaia was just basically like flipping the bird, like, fuck you, dude. So, president's like, hmm, well, okay, you know, you're adults, you can, you can do what you want, this is fine, and then, oh boy, snaps his fingers, and, uh, does something to Gaia, I cannot remember the specifics, but 
what he does to Violet is trigger her darkest self. So, for those who are not familiar with the mechanics of Monster Hearts, um, not only do you have your normal moves and you have your sex move, but you have what's called your darkest self that can be triggered by other people's moves or at certain story points where basically you are the worst version of yourself. You are really playing into all these negative tropes and there are certain conditions that get you to break from your darkest self. But while you're in that point, uh, it is not a pleasant experience for the characters around you. Uh, so the werewolf's darkest self is interesting because whenever they enter their darkest self, they become a werewolf. <laughs> uh, naturally. And the way to break the werewolf's darkest self is either they harm someone they care about physically, or the sun comes up, whichever happens first. Um, which is kind of not terrible in comparison to other darker selves. Like, other ones can last indefinitely until RP decisions are met, but the werewolf at least has, like, a time aspect to it. Otherwise, you'd be running around as a werewolf forever, and that would, you know, probably wouldn't be that good for the RP <laughs> if you were big slobbery dog. But, yeah, so that happened, and then Gaia went to run after Verde and, like, beat his shin in, and then his, their darkest self was triggered. <laughs> so the Leshy's darkest self is, it, they, um, you know, try to subjugate whoever possible, and they cannot break it until they feel that someone has been sufficiently, like, subjugated and has been made to recognize their authority. So, you get two people in a room with their darkest selves triggered, who are both have an inclination towards violence and dominance and subjugation. How, how do you think that turns out? What did they make you do? So, I may went off a little bit and uh, went, a little, went a little cray cray. And might have tried to attack Gaio, but if you may recall, Violet was cursed to where anytime she tried to harm someone, it would harm her. So, as you can see, that battle did not play out in her favor. So, for all intents and purposes, mechanically, she died. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> Critical Role Molly's in the chat. <laughs> oh, shit. But, uh, Monster Hearts has a mechanic to where you can skirt death. So, skirt, skirts. To skirt death, you skirt, can skirt. either choose to trigger your darkest self, which was not ap applicable in the situation since the darkest self had already been triggered. Mm. Uh, you can choose to lose all your strings on e everyone, Strings are like your social currency, how you get advantages on roles, how you can hurt other people's roles, how you can tempt people to do things. Um, so that's kind of a big blow. Or you could die. Uh, so I didn't want to die because I felt like there was more to Violet that could be explored than uh, in just this moment. So, uh, you know, I took the big hit and lost all my strings and I had accumulated so many. 
So it just hurt to get rid of all of them. So, yeah. So, Violet did die, in a sense. So, the next session there is a two-week time skip. Uh, and during these two weeks, <laughs> Violet has been in what I call the bad burrito. The bad burrito? The bad burrito. <laughs> Uh, because at the end of that episode, a guy basically put them in, like, a little cocoon made of, like, roots and branches and stuff. Um, and basically, she was just kind of, like, in that little pod, just kind of, like, healing and shit. So, guy essentially kept them from, kept her from dying. Uh, which brought about some interesting side effects. So... It was interesting because, you know, we were talking, Violet and Gaia, and Lily, our MC, is like, Violet, you notice that the sun feels really good. And I'm just like, hmm, uh, you know, okay, that makes sense. You know, I've been, like, asleep for two weeks and in this little, little, uh, cocoon, so yeah, okay. Um, but then, like, Violet's clothes are, like, all ripped to shit and stuff, and she's like, I need some clothes. So she's walking out of the, like, this greenhouse, and Lily's like, hey, Violet, are you just really thinking hard about, like, how you need some clothes? And I'm like, yeah, I, I guess. And then Lily's like, cool, 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 cool. So, yeah, as you're walking out of the greenhouse, um, plants start to kind of, like, coalesce around you and basically form a little outfit for you. I'm just like, that's, that's abnormal. <laughs> so, uh, a side effect of Violet dying and being kept alive by Guy's magic is that now Violet has uh, a custom move um, that is called Green with Envy. <laughs> and basically, uh, if she rolls high enough on weird, she can ask plants to do stuff for her. Ooh. Um, if she's not that successful, however, her, the wording of the move is her soul, uh, becomes closer to the roots. Don't know what that quite means yet, but, uh, I assume that her soul becomes more and more Gaia's, which probably isn't good, but, you know, she's alive. Um, and then Gaia, in turn, also got a custom move, um, which basically, I don't remember the name of it, but basically they have, not advantage, because the, there's no advantage in this system, but they basically have, I, I think it's plus one to all rolls against me, just because <laughs> part of their essence is within me now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's not the best thing, but you know, making it work. Uh, so, a lot of shit happened last episode, and basically everyone found out that everyone else is something weird. Like, we basically all found out we are fucking monsters. Um, and it was a giant game of telephone, and he said, he said, she said. But, uh, what I really liked was the end of the episode. Because one of the NPCs in Violet's story is this bitch named Skylar, who is 
this girl on the soccer team who doesn't like Violet because Violet is better at soccer than she is. Mm. Um, so because Violet's been out of commission randomly for two weeks, her coach is like, hey, you know, glad you're back. Um, Skylar's been playing your position. Uh, you know, she's doing just a really great job, you know, just so good. So we might keep her there. And Violet's like, oh, yeah, you know, that makes sense. Whatever's good for the team, right? And this bitch Skylar comes up and it's just like, I, she's saying all the shit to, to Violet. However, she's making all of these like dog puns. So I'm just like, this bitch knows. You know how I know this bitch knows? Because she's in cahoots with the bad guy. She, she's, she's bad. <laughs> so, Violet's just like, mm. <laughs> well, you know, hey, we should get back to practicing. Um, good luck in my position. Break a leg. And, uh, <laughs> Violet decides to ask something of the plants. And, uh, basically, her wish is, you know, I really wish that Skylar would just uh, fall and break her fucking neck. <laughs> so, that was a successful role. <laughs> However, uh, Skylar's neck does not break. Instead of having a normal bone crunchy sound, it is a metallic car crashy sound. So, and her neck was not broken. And the, basically the episode ended with her getting strangled by the plants. Uh, but no conclusion yet. But I don't know what this bitch is, but she is bad news. She is something. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck that's gonna play out. <laughs> but anyways, I Violet is half man, half wolf, half plant, man, wolf, plant. That's the thesis statement. <laughs> that lot. That, yes. <laughs> but it's really cool because it's just like damn this is not like anything i've ever played this isn't like anything i've ever seen been done this is a new trope but um so yeah you know what if poison ivy was a werewolf <laughs> that's that's basically it so uh you know i'm really excited to see how that goes um considering the stat that move is based off of is uh one of violet's dump stats currently so it's more likely than not that she will fail um which will have consequences of some sort i haven't had to figure them out yet thank god um but uh i'm really excited i really enjoy this monster hearts game i think it's just a really interesting system where lots of crazy shit happens and of course i just like monster people so you know it really just kind of caters to all my interests yeah but uh that's that me Let, let's go to you so there actually isn't a lot to report on the uh the indoor adventures game we are still on the island of Rask. we should be getting pretty close to the end of it though um Arjan uh, is is still making potions while Corey's doing doing stuff. I think she went on a date with Olivia. A, a very nice seaside date. 
It's what she deserves. Are, I have a quick question. Okay. Are they romantically involved or is it just like a... I think so. Okay. Because like, I feel like it's there, but I don't know if it's ever been explicitly stated. Like it always feels implied to me. But I also miss like every other episode, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, I think something's there. Uh, like obviously they, they went to the moon together. There's something going on. They're on a t-shirt together. Very romantic. <laughs> I mean, I'm all down for it. I ship it. But I, you know, I love Corey. I think she's a really great character. So thank you, Wings, for Corey. But also thank you, Indoor, for Olivier, because I also think she's a really interesting character. So, you know, choo-choo all aboard. Wait, that's not a ship noise. Um. <laughs> Gwen and Caleb are still working for, well, actually, no, they just finished working for things that make you say wow. Because Caleb uh, has this, uh, this custom wizard subclass, School of the Lost. Oh. Which, it, which is all about, like, forgotten knowledge and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that he can do from that is he can cast spells at higher levels. Levels that he should not be able to cast them at. Mm. But every time he does, he has to roll in a wild magic table. And mm. that, that can uh, de-age him. That can cause uh, like lightning spells, uh, lightning attacks to, to hit other enemies and kill them all, which happened during, during his adventures. It can cause a unicorn to be summoned, which that happened. also happened. I'm ready for the potted plant. It's gonna happen one day. You know, uh, because whenever you <laughs> have to spend all of your downtime paying off the consequences of rolling on this table, the best thing to do is to keep rolling every session. <laughs> Just, yeah, I think that's how credit card debt is it crude? <laughs> friend of the channel, R Justice, you bringing up your credit card debt. Stop it. The, the wild magic debt. You know, really, just using your credit card is like rolling on the wild magic table. Who knows what's going to happen? God! <laughs> you play D&D for escapism. But um, one thing that, that did happen is in a previous episode... Gwen decided to plan a birthday party for Caleb. And I believe we talked about this on a previous episode, but we might not have. I don't know. So whenever Caleb re-aged, uh, he doesn't know his birthday. So Gwen was just like, hey, we need, we should call this his birthday. And we're like, okay. This is the day where you turn seven years older. <laughs> Ten. Oh, he he de-aged nine years. We aged him up ten years. He's twenty-four. Oh. Oh. Um, oh. Okay, Caleb. <laughs> but as Gwen was uh, planning everything, she quickly found out that neither Arjan nor uh, Corey had a birthday. Oh. So uh, she, she had to make the party bigger, and uh, she had to rent out a space in uh, 
friend of the channel, Greybeard of Greybeard Taverns. Uh, his NPC, who is himself, she she had to run out of space in his tavern. And, uh, well, we don't have any money. <laughs> That's why I'm trying to make sure the shop gets off the ground so that, you know, we can have money. Yes. Um, in order to uh, get the space, she uh, promised to get rid of a cat. A cat that was plaguing the tavern. And that cat is a uh, like half construct, like Frankenstein monster black cat construction Aww, abomination. <laughs> Love uh, it. Called Frankie, Lord Dickhead. <laughs> Which is totally not uh, this universe is staying in for Wings' cat. Who just screams like a banshee. He is a very vocal boy. I love it, though. I love Frankie Screams. <laughs> um, so, uh, best place to do to handle that is to capture the cat and uh, hide it out in our shop. And whenever, whenever Arjan has to uh, leave, uh, that cat caused some of his potions to explode. Uh and then got himself stuck under the house. Oh, no. Legally. Oh, no. Just meowing at multiple hours, driving Arjan crazy, driving their neighbor, who I found out we have, crazy. Uh, so we went on a little excursion uh, into the sewers uh, through some illicit connections. Uh, which we probably should not be taking and can get all of them uh, also exiled from this island because, remember, I am exiled from this island. Why are you here running a shop? (laughs) Because uh, we haven't left yet. A very chill exile. (laughs) As soon as we leave, we can't come back. Mm. That's how everything stands right now. So we go in. Long To make a long fucking story short, I shoved a whole bag of jelly beans up my ass. (laughs) Is that allowed? <laughs> uh, to make a long story short, we go in, witness a terrible deal happening, and immediately kill everybody because we don't have our paladin. Who's really the voice of reason. Who's really the voice of reason. We kill them. They're part of another trading company that our friends were doing work with. And one of them gets away. And it makes sure to, to uh, clock us, notice us, I'm sure that's going to come up eventually. But we're there for a job. We go down and we track down this cat who is currently making a deal with a shadow demon. As cats do. As, as cats are known to do. Staking his claim on what is known as the Dark Throne. I don't know what the fuck this is. I know this cat's evil, so I do everything in my power to kill this cat. Uh, who, who is actually a demon. Is not an actual cat. So no animal abuse. No, no animal abuse. We do kill it, but it sort of just like discorporates uh, and uh, swears it's it's revenge. So that's another thing that eventually we will deal with. You know another thing that y'all are eventually have to deal with? That weird fucking cloud giant NPC with the most cursed voice. 
Oh, friend, yes. Friends of the channel Indoor Adventures. Pew, 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 pew. What were you thinking when you made this terribly cursed NPC who haunts my dreams? <laughs> Actually, no, incredibly inspired, just bonkers NPC who, like, Caleb and Gwen had to, like, get a toenail from in a game of dice, and now Gwen's gonna be a piece of his jewelry for two days. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, whenever a uh, friend of the channel, LB Hackmop, uh, has to uh, miss a session, that's when that's going to come up. Oh, well, that's smart. Oh. But yeah, no, that was one of my, my favorite moments in a while, just hearing just any time that weird NPC was interacted with, I was just like, oh, I hate it, but I like it. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be done with the potions pretty soon. Hopefully, I can actually get my fucking crossbow. Because I've lost all of my equipment whenever Bleak died. All of it. Rip. Critical so role mollies in the chat. And I don't have any money. Like, I don't have any fucking money. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do it. Uh, to get this thing off the ground. Finish up these, these potions. Uh... But, you know, we, we we don't play downtime quickly in this game. We don't play anything quickly in this game. <laughs> we know, which is fun. Ho hopefully we'll be able to get off the island soon and uh, and do, do some other stuff. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be nice. Yeah. You just gotta wait for Corey to come back and, you know, see all the bad things you guys did. <laughs> She'll never see. We didn't do anything <laughs> bad. Right? You know, she has own a truth, but hopefully she won't use it. You know, she killed an Abishai in my heart, and I'm still not over it. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, so much, so much drama between two close friends. That's not this episode. That was the last episode. Yes. Uh, that's all, that's my only stream game. Uh, so, this will be short, but I have, uh, two announcements, because the two games I'm going to, uh, be in that I've had, um, I've been hush-hush for a while, have, uh, finally been announced, and, uh, are actually starting, uh, this week, <laughs> both starting at the same time as when my summer semester kicks off, so, uh, good planning on my part, but... Luckily, the summer semester is not going to be bad. But anyways, so the first one that is coming up is going to be Monday nights uh, on a uh, friend of the channel, Katie Faze, beep, 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 uh, channel. It's going to be a game of Monster of the Week because, as I'm finding out, I uh, enjoyed Power by the Apocalypse. Yeah. Dungeon World, okay. All the other games that come from the system, very fun. Um... So, yes, I'm getting more Monster of the Week action. Uh, this time, it is going to be uh, DM'd by my friend Dave, beep, 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 uh, who goes by CC... CC Dash. CC Dash numbers, I, which I cannot remember because I've been drinking. Um, but yes, so if you guys remember, we played together 
in our Monster of the Week game, and now he is going to be DMing me in his first Monster of the Week game, um, and I'm really excited um, playing with Dingo, Katie, and some new people, uh, so that'll be fun. We just had a session zero for that, and uh, it, I, I, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, I will give a tiny, a little sliver of a spoiler um, that I will be playing a new sort of relationship that I have not gotten to play in a tabletop game before. I'm really excited for um, in that which I'm going to be a relative to another character. Ooh. So um, we will have that established bond going in. And I'm really excited because most of the time I'm like, nah, you know, let me let me go in and be the mysterious bitch and have no connections. But like this time I'm like, nah, that this this sounds fun. And given who my character is, it I think it makes sense for them to have a connection with another player character to bring them into the story. Otherwise, it wouldn't make as much sense. I know this is very vague, but I want you guys to see what I'm talking about first. Uh, and then I'm sure the next time we talk about it, I'll give you guys all the down and dirty deets, but that's that. You know this, this airs after the game starts. Uh, Whatever. Watch my stream. <laughs> Watch the VOD. <laughs> and then and then we can, you know, don't don't we'll talk about it. Um and then the other game that's starting this week, Connor. Uh we're playing in together. <laughs> yeah, which we, we've talked about a yes. little bit. Yeah, we've very briefly talked about it, but um starting this Thursday uh, it's 5.30 p.m. PST. Uh, we will be playing on twitch.tv slash indoor adventures, and we will be playing through Ghost of Saltmarsh. Um, which I'm excited for. I, I really love this character concept I came up with, and uh, I'm excited to see everyone else's characters in action, and I'm Super excited to be playing a game with Indoor because it's basically been like a year or so of me being like, ah, God, I really want to, you know, play games with this dude. He seems like such a great DM. And finally the stars aligned. And so uh, that that's going to be happening. And I'm so excited because I just love the whole Indoor Adventures channel. I think it's a great community. So, and of course, I love D and D, and so <laughs> very excited to be playing through the new adventure. Also, on such a new adventure, because this is kind of topical. How do you feel about the new uh, campaign module that they announced at the descent? Let's talk about that uh, after the break. Let's do it. Um, how are we gonna break? Uh, do you have any more games for us off? No. Okay. Well, I well I do want to share just a little bit more about my character concept. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please for the Ghost of Salt Marsh game. Go where, ahead. Where we will be playing our, our salt base. Yes. Um, I rolled shit for stats on this. <laughs> yes. Let me Can just say, 
right off the bat. I wrote shit for sets. I don't think I got anything above 13. Yeah, it, it, it was some, uh, dear listeners, it was some hot poo-poo garbage. <laughs> so, uh, I, I do have this concept of uh, a Kaladesh. Or, sorry, Kaladesh. It's a Magic the Gathering setting of this Kalashtar. Yes. Uh, who, who is developing who is developing its powers and uh, suffers chronic migraines because, you know. Wow, Connor, I thought D&D was supposed to be an escape from real life. (laughs) And uh, more of his uh, sonic abilities will be manifesting as his uh, bardic abilities, and it's going to be great. Did you say sonic abilities? Psionic. Okay, because I heard blue hedgehog abilities. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Gotta bark fast! Well, uh, that Sonic movie trailer did give me migraine. <laughs> you know, I saw it again when I was watching Detective Pikachu. So did I'm I. sitting there in the movie theater and I'm like, wow, this is uh, technically out of date now, since they're going to be reworking the design. Which... Honestly, they can put whatever shit they want there. I just want to watch all the bits with Jim Carrey. <laughs> but that's that's a whole other can of worms. Uh, but yeah, I will be I'll be very excited uh, for for me to start hinting about all that. I need to find a whole bunch of poems. Oh yeah. Day. Oh yeah. You you gotta. Oh, you're gonna bard it up. I, I I've got to bard it up, but I'm Wait. not I'm not singing. This, this character is not a singer. He is definitely more more of a uh, poet and literature sort of guy. Ooh, that's good. See, I'm totally on board for this because one, I am a huge bard stan, as you guys know. So I'm always telling people play bards, play bards. Uh, two, I think it takes. Big, big old cojones to play a bard and do uh, act out bardic inspiration as a bard in front of the, the people watching on the internet. <laughs> I I don't think as much, you know, as much as I hype it up, I don't know if I could do it. I think I would be incredibly nervous. So, kudos to you. Well, a, a lot of these are going to be flavored by... Uh by his psionic abilities mm-hmm. so maybe Ooh. uh as part of his bark inspiration you just you get you feel a little calmer or a little Aww. more sure of yourself That's just so add, nice. adds his psionic link uh helps you do stuff i i want to digress a tiny bit because yeah. we're on the subject of bards and poems and stuff mm-hmm. i i just want to give and this almost pains me to say it. I just want to praise fucking Arsqueen. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about our uh, our home game. <laughs> that God, yeah, that's true. Uh, we're really out of it. So I I just want to compliment Arsqueen as as much as it pains me to say it <laughs> for being really good at the RP part of being a bard. Because this son of a bitch, whenever he does inspiration, he has fucking le- limericks that he has typed up 
that he has made himself, and he fucking reads them off. And goddamn, if they're not actually good, <laughs> they're, they're really good. So it just makes me so mad because this son of a bitch was like, "Yeah, I'm playing a bar this campaign, so I can show Kylan how it's done." <laughs> Which you know, the nerve of it all. So I'm gonna have to step my bard game up in our other campaign where I played the bard. So, so the gauntlet has been thrown. Um, I, I have to retaliate. I cannot let this stand. My position as the biggest bard fan in the world is on the line here. So, uh, yes, uh, I am ready to fight. Uh, but yeah, we are playing in a, in a home game. We we're we're playing in this in this new campaign setting, uh, one that's very Eberron inspired. Um, we started off playing through uh, from the Force They Fled from the Uncaged Anthology uh, community project on the DMs Guild, mm-hmm. uh, which I I thought was a very very fun uh, first adventure. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, just uh, some simple quests of just like defending uh, defending a farm from some uh, waves of goblins and uh, the quest that you're on right now, which is uh, rescuing, well, getting a magic paintbrush. It's not how I originally flavored it, but uh, it's uh, you you go and rescue a uh, missing artist. Uh, who is currently trapped within its own painting. These Don't worry. Quests, these are quests from Oblivion. Because <laughs> I steal so much shit. <laughs> you know what? Who the fuck cares? If someone already did something, and you want to adapt it to d and I don't give a fuck. Also, I've never played Oblivion, so honestly, I wouldn't have known unless you had said something. But, um, I'll squeeze notice. Yeah, he noticed, but he was like, I don't remember how it ended, so <laughs> it'll still be a good time. And of course, it probably won't play out the way that it ended in Oblivion, because our party is full of bad boys. It won't end how it ended in Oblivion, because I can't throw trolls at you. Oh, yeah. That's Multiple true. trolls. Yeah, please, please no trolls. <laughs> I don't want to be embroiled in a flame war. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, uh, I'm also sure that it will, yeah, it'll definitely go differently because, uh, wow, this party's moral compass is just spinning in all different directions because we we have two very uh, shady boys who love to do shady shit. In fact, one of them fucking robbed the place the night before and then fucking walks up to the door and is like, hey, uh, I noticed your husband was missing. Do you need help finding your husband? Uh, the other one was accomplice of that. Other character is, uh, you know, somewhere in the middle. Uh, I think AQ's words, because this is his character, was like, yeah, I was going to be more of a bastard, but then I realized we already had two bastards in our party, so I decided to tone it down. <laughs> So, you know, he's he's not as bad, but he still very much has bard energy. Uh, and then there's my character, who uh, 
is a lawful good warforged who has a very binary way of looking at the world. Things are either right or they are wrong. Um, and like everything needs an explanation. There is no room for moral gray, which basically contradicts the rest of the party. <laughs> but uh, my character, um, their name is Render, is, you know, it's never a like, oh, you know, we need to do this because X, Y, Z, basically just kind of like inquires the reasoning behind all of their decisions. Like, you know, why would you do this? Why would you, why would you lie? Why would you take something? What, is this, is this right? It, just because they're trying to, I don't know, figure out how everything works because they have, to them, they were basically born two days ago. <laughs> um, and, uh, but that's been, for me, fun to role play. Uh, it's very different than characters I normally play. I, I normally play just very, like, I either play, like, goofballs or shitheads um, or, like, smarmy individuals, but, you know, this, uh, this is outside of my wheelhouse, but, uh, it's been fun. It's <laughs> probably all the incessant questions have been, like, a pain for the other players, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, totally, completely unrelated to the discussion of your character, but a great feature on D&D Beyond is the ability of the DM to edit the character sheets of their players. Oh no. <laughs> I need to run check my character sheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do that after our break. <laughs> God damn it, Connor. <laughs> I would be pouring over every little detail and just be like, what did you do? What did you do? Did you mess with my notes? Did you mess with all my very important notes? <laughs> yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh boy. No, uh, I, I've just during our during our last session, um, I have ideas for what I want to do with uh, three out of the four of your characters. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which I've already alluded to um, in a dream sequence. Yes, yes, he did that with old Pudsy. Uh, Pudsy got a visit from. Uh, uh, a, a woman with uh, tribal tattoos uh, that would look very familiar to him. Uh, this this woman with uh, reptilian eyes. I figured out what I want to do with Render, uh, and well, just started uh, putting things to go along with that. Yeah, I totally. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I totally made things easy for myself and difficult for Connor, uh, in which I was like, I don't know. My character doesn't remember anything. <laughs> you make it up. <laughs> Shoved the basketball into his court, which... But you got something in the works. I trust you. That's a horrible decision. <laughs> no, it'll be... Fantastic. So, what we breaking with? Uh, 
um, you know, I just want an image of like a really chubby bear just kind of like waddling across the screen. real chubby little bear. I will try to see if I can uh, find a copyright neutral version of the bear in the maiden fair. I don't know what that is. It's a it's a song and song of ice and fire. Oh. And then maybe just some like some like tuba music. <laughs> Ruby Sapphire, Route 104. We're doing it. <laughs> is that tuba or is that trumpet? That's that works. <laughs> and the trumpets, they go. Welcome to hell. <laughs> Literally. Because... And so, uh, during our last segment, uh, you asked me about, well, the thing that got announced at the time of recording yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Uh, during D&D Live 2019, um, uh, a new product got announced, uh, the new storyline, which is Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus. Ooh. So, what is the? I I kind of know the the overall arching storyline, but uh, I am a drunken fool and will probably mess it up. So, if you know it better than me, if you would like to explain to people who f may not be familiar, uh, cities are disappearing from Faerun. Ooh. And Baldur's Gate maybe next. Ooh. So, uh, you need to descend into Avernus, which is the first layer of the Nine Hells, uh, where the Blood War is currently happening. And what is the Blood War? Blood War is the, uh, the conflict described in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. Uh, it is a, a millennia-long war between demons and the demons of the uh, of the infinite layers of the abyss, and the devils of the nine hells. Oh, okay, I know about them. One of those uh, commanders is uh, at at least on the uh, on the side of the devils is Zariel, who was once a uh, a celestial, uh, an angel, who knew that the the blood war was was a bad thing that she wanted to uh help out in mm -hmm. um but drive the demons back uh but in doing that she uh lost her divinity she became she became an arch devil mm -hmm. and she's going out for a homie she's currently the ruler of the first layer of hell uh, oh and is fighting on the front lines she's not the only power in Avernus. Uh, there's also, I believe, Vale? I think it's Vale. Uh, they've, they've swapped places as, as, as the Arch Shovel in the Nine Hills, and so has uh, my queen, Tiamat. 
Uh, who Boo. I believe will also have a place in this in this adventure, but that's just off of speculation. Yes, the yeah the only thing I've heard about so far is like Zariel. She is like the bad bitch on the cover, um, looking good, looking evil. Yeah, I really like her design of this, uh, especially compared to uh, how she appeared in Mordecai's Homophobes. I think this is a really good design for her. Yeah. Um, so what are your, I guess, based off of the information we've been given so far, what are your overall thoughts? I'm about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bard's Gate was definitely not my introduction to Dungeons and Dragons, so I don't know if I would enjoy uh, spending time there as much as anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably if I was playing, if I was playing the character that I think I would want to play for this game, uh, then I would. Uh, mm. But I, I like how they're describing it as the Gotham of the D&D world, setting it apart from the previous city adventures, Waterdeep. Waterdeep yeah, Park. I think if I remember the quote right, Chris Perkins said, uh, if Waterdeep is Metropolis, then Baldur's Gate is Gotham. Um, so... Uh, a very, a very different flair. Yeah. And, uh, I really like, they, they're saying that Avernus is going to be this, uh, this nice sandbox that you're going to be able to explore where many things can kill you. Fantastic. And you get to use, uh, infernal, uh, war machines, like motorcycles and, uh. Motorcycles? Yeah, like infernal motorcycles and, uh. Shitting me damn motorcycles in hell? Yeah. <laughs> Why are we all in hell? <laughs> Riding fucking motorcycles being Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider. <laughs> I'm very excited about the vehicles that they include in here. Not so excited at the fact that they all require souls to function, but... You know, I'm sure it's a better power source than fossil fuels. Yeah, it's cleaner. Yeah, clean. Let's make the switch to clean soul energy. Uh, you can, uh, you can, you only have to hear the screams for as long as the machine remains active. Yeah, but, you know, we're really saving the planet. <laughs> Climate change and overpopulation. Two birds, one motorcycle. <laughs> but yeah, I'm... I'm very excited for this adventure. Um, like, when it, whenever they, they first announced it, it was just like, uh, you saw Zariel, the Archangel, just, uh, like, about to fight a whole bunch of uh, fiends. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know what this is about. I assume it, fiends are going to be involved. Uh, whenever I ran Waterdeep Dragon Heist, uh, the, the particular adventure arc that we had uh was very tied up in the diabolical and everything so mm-hmm. i didn't see how it would separate itself from that very much mm-hmm. go into hell is a really cool really cool way way to to sell me on that because uh we don't have a lot of information on the other planes yeah no not really like that the, the water deep stuff that was hell light that was the, the free trial to hell. Um, this is uh, the, the full pocket package, the hell deluxe. 
um, with all nine layers of that spicy well, nine layer bean dip. <laughs> no, one layer. We only got uh, Okay, we get we get the one layer, but it is uh it's the bloodiest, I guess. Possibly. But maybe. I mean, look, I. It's, <laughs> I'm sure it's becoming increasingly obvious how little I know about this part of the lore, but that's why I'm excited. Like, I I think most of everyone else's, like, secondhand excitement is rubbing off in, onto me. Like, first of all, I think people are just, like, absolutely, like, losing their shit that it's partially set in Baldur's Gate, which, for people who are, like, more familiar with, like, the video games, and I think, like, um, I don't think magic touches on it, but no, magic doesn't touch on it. Uh, nothing else at, does. At the earliest, uh, bit of like whenever fifth edition was just being thought of during D and D next, one of the adventures was murder in Baldur's Gate, which mm-hmm. I reinstated. Bale, the god of murder, into the Faerian pantheon. Yeah. Um, that that was a big deal, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but Baldur's Gate has a lot of like traction in the comics and uh, and the video game. Comics, video games. So, um, people who are like familiar with that aspects of D and D, I think, are like incredibly excited because I think up until this point, Baldur's Gate has kind of just been like a side thing. Like, I, you know, you've been. There's stuff to do with it in, like, Court of the Dragon Queen and maybe Tyranny of Dragons, but uh, other than that, I'm not, I don't think it's had a super prominent role, but now it's, you know, on the fucking cover, so <laughs> I assume that, uh, you know, that there will be a good split between the time you spend in Baldur's Gate and the time you spend in Avernus. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. And of course, like, uh, I think it's really interesting. Like, it's, um, you know, I know a little about that, the devil, like, devilish demonic aspects. Um, but, you know, I, just, I like to learn more. I would like to play in these settings. I want to go to hell. <laughs> Don't take that out of context. <laughs> Super Connor, you know what to do. <laughs> Please do not send this to my incredibly Christian parents. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, so I guess my question to you is because you are like to do more um, DME things than I do. Uh, is this an adventure that you would see yourself running or that you would prefer to play in? Island. Connor? As you have probably figured out by uh, Rogar constantly being on his bullshit during our Horde of the Dragon Queen game. (laughs) And the giant symbol of uh, Tiamat that that I scarred into uh, Arjan's back on Indoor Adventures. I really really just want to play a Tiamat cultist. God damn it, Connor. <laughs> and Joe Manganello 
came up on that stage and said, hey, you remember my, uh, my Dragonborn Paladin to Tiamat? Or my OC? You remember him? Showed up on Critical Role? Showed up in Force Grey? He's <laughs> also an idol champion of the realms. Uh, yeah, he's canon now. He's got a tower in Avernus. And guess what? Guess who I'm playing right now? I'm playing his what? son. Archon fucks. Oh, bitch. <laughs> um, and based off of... Uh, he spilled the beans of a conversation that he and Matt Mercer discussed. Uh, but right now, Archon the Cruel has the hand of Vecna and is chilling in the first layer of hell in a tower surrounded by dragons currently going mad from having the voice of Tiamat and the voice of Vecna, two very angry and powerful gods fighting over control of them. Imaginably so. Uh, while Archon himself is trying to figure out a way to bring Tiamat to the material plane. Mm -hmm. as, as any paladin or uh, someone devoted to Tiamat would try to do. That is her realm, after all. Of course. Uh, hashtag Tiamat did nothing wrong. That is the hill I would die on. Mm. <laughs> okay, that, that's uh, certainly an opinion. <laughs> I would love to play in this game as Tiamat cultist. Uh, as someone devoted to Tiamat. Because, uh, you know, she's not the main villain. It's not going to cause nearly as much trouble as doing that in uh, the Tyranny of Dragon storyline. Yes. And obviously there are some story threads there with Archon the Cruel, Joe Manganiello's character. Mm -hmm. If the intro, uh, the plotline of the story is uh, cities are disappearing from, from the material plane and you got to put them back, well, can't you, bring, can't you bring cities there from hell and pop them back? Can you can you do that with a with a certain five headed dragon god? Can you can you can, can you? you can you? That's what yeah. I would like to explore. But I would I would need a DM who who is you know going to run that. Uh, right now, listeners, I am uh, scratching my chin and looking off to the side, contemplating oh. things. Alternatively, alternatively, yes. Mm -hmm. Waterdeep Dragon Eyes was a very fun adventure that I converted into the Taldore uh, setting from Critical Role. The conversion notes, which I am, I'll eventually go back and finish. I think most of it right now, except for the villain layers, are finished. Uh, or at least there is a first pass. And you can find them on my Discord, and which you can get access to by subscribing to the Twitch channel. Subscribe. Subscribe. Hey, give me that $2.50. Um, Please. And yeah, it's, it's, a, it's just available for download on the Discord. Um, eventually I'll finish that. But Baldur's Gate Descendant of Ernest seems like a wonderful, wonderful thing to convert as well. To the Taldori setting because you've already got uh, Iman as Waterdeep, uh, but there is a similar lawless city in uh, in Taldori. It's uh, 
called Kaimal. Hell yeah, bitch. And it's not a, it's not a port city. It's not a, there isn't a river through it, but it doesn't seem like there's going to be that much uh, setting specific stuff in there. I say that there was a lot of stuff in Waterdeep that took place at the dock. So I'm sure something like that is also going to happen in Descendant to Avernus. We will see. I don't know. But there's already a very clear and direct uh, link to Critical Role, at least Campaign 1, uh, with Archon the Cruel mm-hmm. being there. Like, that's, that's major canon. Big ol' canon. Uh, which also means that this would have to take place uh, a year after the Tautori setting guide takes place. Mm-hmm. Which there's probably a lot less that you would have to do there than you would for Iman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it would be interesting. It would be very fun to convert. And then Avernus, I mean, Avernus is already there. <laughs> hell's hell, baby. <laughs> hell's hell. That is consistent across the multiverse. Except, I don't know. In Critical Role, they they just popped into the second layer, Dispater. Mm-hmm. You're not in a the official uh, sources, you're not supposed to be able to do that. You have to go through Avernus to get there. Uh, okay. But they said, fuck that noise, let's just go to level two. Yeah. But, uh, so, uh, <laughs> that's a possibility as well. And, uh, th- that would be fun. And I think AQ had a very convincing argument in which if we were to play in that setting with uh, the characters we had from Summer of Herman, uh Vincent could bring Otto to meet his parents. <laughs> really strong, compelling argument. <laughs> See, Descent to Avernus starts at level one. Mm-hmm. Level seven. Ah. Ah. It's okay. We'll make a pit stop. We'll take the elevator down. That's how hell, right? Works, that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like the, the beginning of um, a good Metroid game. You, uh, you, you're all powered up and then you lose all of your abilities and have to regain them. Fuck. But yeah, all that stuff was happening at uh, the D&D Live uh, show slash stream slash convention. Uh, but you and I have another convention that we need to look forward to. It's Jenkin. Yeah. It's Jenkin. All those events go go live tomorrow. Oh shit, is that tomorrow? Son of a fucking gun. Technically okay. today at, at uh twelve PM your time. Yeah, so uh incredibly topical. So, yes, the event list, uh, basically, you know, a little sneak preview of what's being offered this year, um, went live, like, I guess, a week ago, uh, a week or two, maybe, and now, uh, tomorrow will be the time to sign up for the events, uh, you wish to sign up for, um, and, uh, I don't, I don't know what, your plans are particularly, I know that you expressed before that you haven't really had a chance to look at the event list, which makes sense. That thing is 
mahusive. Um, but I, I kind of want to take a different approach than I took last year. I do as well. So how, how was last year JCon for you? What were the sort of things that, that you did? So last year, I sort of front-loaded myself with a lot of uh, talks, a lot of discussions, a lot of panels. Um, a really great one by, uh, it's at Cypher of Tear on Twitter. Uh, I don't, I don't actually, I don't, Tanya, Tanya. Mm -hmm. uh, that she and some of the people from Mace Arcana gave on diversity inclusion. Uh, I got to see... Uh, a talk from Matt Colville. I got to see uh, Adam Coble uh, give a talk about uh, working with creators uh, as a streamer. Yeah. Uh, a, a lot of really cool uh, talks like that. But there were a few talks like that that I could not get into or, or that I got tickets for but just like didn't go see because I was either just like walking the, uh, the expo hall or uh, <laughs> trying to find somewhere to eat or, uh, you know, just randomly uh, go see what Geek and Century was up to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that, that, was, that was pretty cool. So this year I think I'm going to try to not load up on quite as many events yeah. Not, not quite as many panels and stuff. Uh, and definitely try to play a few more games. Try to schedule some more time with more games. Hopefully with creators that uh, that I know. And, yeah. And can hopefully start making some connections with. Yes. Network, baby. Um, yeah, so that, that kind of hits it up the nail on the head for me. Um, I think I, I did end up going to less events than you did. I, I think... Like, I went to a few, like, um, game demonstrations for, like, people who were playing games, and I was watching them. Um, I went to, uh, I played a couple games, but, um, this year, um, there's really only, like, two panels I want to go see that I've decided, I, I do want to go see Talks Machina, because, yep. of course, how can I not? Uh, and I also want to go to the Uncaged Anthology panel with some of the yes. creators from that. Uh, very interested in that. Uh, but other than that, I just want to play some fucking games. Um, Let's play and some. the me who I am now, uh, and the me who I was back, I guess, a year ago, whenever I was registered from Gen Con, are different in that I know, you know, not to like to my horn and shit, but I know like a lot more game systems now. Yeah. Um, either that I've played them or I've heard about them from people who have played them. So now instead of just being like, uh, but I don't know what to play. I, <laughs> I think I'll just play, you know, games that I'm familiar with. I'm like, oh, no, no, fuck that. No, no, push that off to the side. I want to play some shit that I've heard of, but have not gotten a chance to play. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to make a list of all all the games that maybe I would be interested in and would want to play at Gen Con. <sighs> and already the list is uh, getting pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> Just because uh, there's, there's so, 
guys, I, I just want to say, there, regardless of, you know, what games you're playing, and I understand that sometimes the, um, I guess, to get into certain games, there is sometimes a bit of a paywall, and, you know, it's not always feasible to get into different game systems, but if you have a chance to try out new games, try out new games. And if you're going to, like, gaming cons like this, which, again, also pay a wall to it. But if you have the opportunity, go try out these games for cheaper. And then, you know, maybe, hey, I like this, you know, continue to try it out. Buy, support, you know, whatever. There's plenty of games out there. Don't limit yourself is, uh, I guess, what I'm saying, you know. Anyways, all that aside, uh, many, many games that I want to try. Uh, the short list being, um, really want to try Masks which is another Powered by the Apocalypse game in which you play teenage superheroes um, that has a, a few more added mechanics to it, which makes it interesting, in which, like, your stats are not set in stone. They uh, kind of slide depending on uh, who influences you. It's very, it's very interesting. It's unique in that aspect. Um, I want to try Bluebeard's Bride, which is not powered by the apocalypse. I don't think, I think that's Magpie. I think it's Magpie that does that game. And uh, that one's interesting because it's like you play, uh, basically one person is uh, in control and uh, all the other players and characters are kind of influences on the main character. Um, like either like different aspects of their shattering psyche or spirits of, of previous wives. Cause the whole premise of Bluebeard's Bride is you married someone who uh, is uh, not a good person, spoiler alert. Um, and you're basically exploring their house, which is probably full of weird secrets that will, you know, I guess, fracture your psyche even more. But, um, yeah, it seems really interesting. Um, kids on bikes, I've had a small bit of exposure to through indoor adventures, basically playing kids, going on, uh, exploring mysteries. That shit looks really cute. I want to try it out. Um, want to try out Overlight if I get a chance, which is a whole different system with, uh, I, yeah, uh, too much to explain to that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. I think there were a few more. Bottom line is, there's so many games I want to try out, <laughs> which I on one hand, I want that. I want to play just a shit ton of games. However, I also don't want to overload myself, which is what I came close to doing last year, and I ended up not going to some events. Uh, I don't want to overload myself so I can have more free time. Also, because I guess as compared to last year, I know a lot more people going to Gen Con. Like last year, it was mainly just me, Ethan, Connor, and then like some people I kind of knew from the internet. 
um, you know, we didn't really hang out that much, but enough to say like, hey. But since then, like I've made more connections with people, um, either by playing games with them or chatting with them. And uh, I want to spend time like hanging out with those people and, you know, maybe playing games together. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, I gotta balance that aspect, too. So, I'm just, I'm just a real pickle, you know? <laughs> I understand. What the fuck am I going to do? So, I think I've figured out a solution for now, being that tomorrow, when events go live, um, I'm going to get tickets for the things that I really want to do and do not want to miss, being the two panels I talked about. Um, and those are going to be the only things I buy tickets for right away. Yep. Then, maybe after registration is, like, really opened up, um, I think I might take, like, a second pass, see what's still available, and if anything sticks out at me, I'll just pick maybe top two, three game systems I want to try and mm -hmm. get tickets for those. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, maybe I'll just get some generics and then go around and see what I can do with Gen Con. But I, I think that's how I'm going to approach it this year. Uh, it's, I don't know. What do you think? I think that that's great. Like I said, I have not been able to go through the, the list yet. Because... <laughs> mm. Oh boy, have I not had time to do that? Have I not made time to do that? Yeah. What I really want to do is I want to, I really want to make time to play games or learn to play games in some of the systems that I already have. That, that makes sense. Uh, like I've, I've got a big old box of uh, Numenera and Vampire the Masquerade 5th Edition. Uh, that, you know, I... Collecting I, some dust. Yeah, they're collecting some dust. I would I would love to be able to run stuff in it, but I have no idea how to play either of them. Mm. So I feel like taking some time to have somebody say, hey, I will run something for you and help you learn the rules. That's going to be great for me because I haven't had time to read the list. I sure as hell didn't have time to read, try to read, uh, the Vampire the Masquerade book, which, mm. let me just say, it's not laid out in a very conducive manner. Okay. So, it's, uh, it's very hard to read. Okay, so maybe uh, my unsolicited advice would be maybe just try looking up the game system. I mean, if you're, like, if you're really gung-ho about doing it, I guess sign up whenever the event list goes live. Yeah. Just see like search in terms of game system and try and get spots for it then because i you know i think it would be like a valuable opportunity especially since you like all these games yeah so it would be like getting practice with them and then getting more comfortable with them playing them and maybe running them but no i i think that's a great idea um I, i'm really salty because like i would love to do that with ryutama because for my birthday ethan got me the core book for Ritama, but no one's running that game, which is a shame. It's so cute. I'm going to have to learn on my own time. I could do that this summer. No, I should study. 
conflicted. <laughs> One thing that I do want to try to do this year is uh, just try to find uh, find games that creators that I know are running or mm-hmm. playing in, or that I know they're playing in. Like, uh, I know you and I uh, both responded to Nomadic whenever he, uh, he that like, he wants to try to run a Tales from Loop game. That was another game I was interested in trying. Okay, yes. Uh, our, our friend uh, Katrina from uh, High Shelf Gaming Crew is running something. She uh, is running Dead of Winter. I believe uh, is the name of it. And I believe it's Dave or Rich who's running OD&D. Yeah, Rich is running uh, OD&D. Yes, I do definitely want to sign up for what uh, Rich is running and what uh, Heather slash Katrina is running. Mostly just as like, for one, I've never tried those systems. And two, I just want to like hang out with them and playing games they're playing. Like, it was uh, really fun hanging out with Katrina, like, going to all the Geek and Sundered stuff last year. It yes. was great to do that again. Like, Katrina, just very nice, very pleasant, lovely individual. And then through her, we met the High Shelf Gaming crew uh, at Gen Con. And, gosh, what, you know, what a lovely community of individuals. Um, just simply the best. And so excited to... Uh, connect with them again and, uh, you know, hang out, uh, go back to Dick's last resort. <laughs> so. Screaming. Definitely, definitely going to connect with them. Uh, also definitely connecting with indoor, the indoor crew. Yeah, we're um, going to be at the same hotel with the indoor crew. We all got the fucking same hotel. That, that motel six or whatever the fuck it is ain't ready. <laughs> So, and uh, it probably will never be <laughs> based off of the state of the hotels that we have stayed in last year. <laughs> well, surely it cannot be it worse, can't be worse than, than mine. You stayed in last year. It can't be worse than mine. <laughs> oh my god, that hotel was a that was a that was a hotel. <laughs> a hotel in quotation marks. But um yeah, uh yeah, definitely trying to get into, like, what no medic is running, possibly, Heather, Rich, anyone else that, that you were, had in mind specifically, or? Uh, if Sir Lucian or Jordan is running something, I would, I would love to get into one of their games. I still have not played with Jordan. It, is, is Jordan, like, your indoor? <laughs> like, like, yes. Kylan is to indoor as Connor is to Jordan. Uh, I, th- I sort of, oh, me getting into the TTRPG community to Jordan because, like, I was following his Forgotten Worlds Explained channel for a little bit. Then he started the Saturday morning D&D show. I, that's how I found Sir Lucian. Uh, Sir Lucian uh, did a subscriber thing. Uh, that's how I got on his thing, but through a show that Sir Lucian was doing with Anarsis and PB and Nomadic, uh, that's how I... I found all of them and got into a narcissist's uh fun shots oh what wicked ttrpg webs we we (laughs) the connections you know it really is like once you get involved with like one person and like start playing with people like all of a sudden connections and doors 
open up to play with more cool people. Uh, it's really, it's so much fun. <laughs> but um, yes, playing in a game with him. Playing in a game with uh, <laughs> Jordan. Either run by or. PH in the middle. Yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be great. Uh, that's one of my goals, and I, I, I hope this is the year. <laughs> I know I've probably, I talked about this uh, whenever we were talking about Gen Con in one of our earlier episodes, but uh, it's so funny you say that because I, Ethan and I totally, by coincidence, ended up being in a Dungeon World game run by Sir Lucian. Yep. And then we were just like, I'm like, I know you. I know you through Connor. And he's like, oh my God. <laughs> it was just crazy coincidence. But uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely looking forward to having some more of those moments this year. Yes. Oh, I'm just so excited. Like last Gen Con was so much fun, but like, I think this one is gearing up to be just a really good one just because we are no longer greenhorns. You know, we, we know a little bit about what to expect and, you know, maybe how to divvy up our time um, and just, yeah, you know, and just, like, all the things we've done over this past year, the more games we've played, the more people we've met, it's just, I don't know, so unbelievably excited. Also, we have, we have a little bit more under our belt than the High Shelf Gaming Gen Con Survival Guide. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, which, by the way, if anyone who is listening is planning on going to Gen Con, uh, check out the High Shelves Gaming podcast. Um, they do the a very lovely series on what to expect at Gen Con, uh, with everything leading up to it, with like event registration, hotels, food. Their episode on food is a personal favorite of mine, just because I love food. Um, so definitely check them out and all their other uh podcasts too um they do very lovely work so yeah quick plug for them check it out if you friends in the channel on. high shelf gaming beep, beep. um but yeah now i am so ready um very excited because one i will not be driving this year <laughs> we are taking a fucking plane so that'll be nice yep and two uh, we will be getting to stay longer. Um, I, I think we'll be there Wednesday night and then leaving on Monday. So it'll, um, won't have to feel like we have to jam pack as much stuff in now that we have, you know, the entire duration of the event. I don't know what your schedule looks like, but. Uh, it's, it's pretty much the same. Okay. But. Ah, just talking about it has got me all excited because I don't know until now it's just kind of been in like the very back of my brain just because I've had so many other things to worry about um but uh I'm just very looking forward to Gen Con just because ah, it's so great <laughs> yeah well, I'm about to die. 
so I think pour we, one out for Connor. <laughs> so I think it's about time that we uh, say our, say our goodbyes. As oh, always. Yeah. Shit. Hang on. Let me do a little parkour real quick so we can meet our quota. <gasps> parkour. Now, if that isn't the the Skyrim horse climbing up a mountain, I don't know what is. Parkour. Okay. So we've maintained the integrity of the show. So now we can do an outro. <laughs> uh, as as always, uh, we have many links in the doobly doo. If you are watching us on YouTube. If you're not watching us on YouTube and you're listening to this on uh, iTunes, Google, Anchor.fm, Anchor.fm, where I actually upload these, uh, please go check out the YouTube because there are many uh, visual gags and things that you can't get anywhere else. Please give me watch time and subscribers. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I it, is now t it is now the time of shilling. <laughs> We must chill. <laughs> uh, like and subscribe. Uh, we've got merch. Merch, merch, merch. Uh, and yeah, thank you so much for sticking it out with us this long. And if you're going to Gen Con, say hi. Yeah, hit us up on the Twitters. Let us know. Perhaps we can meet. It's not impossible. <laughs> we will find time. Uh yeah, and with that, we will see y'all later. Bye-bye.